Kane is in the building. Welcome back to another episode of the Arizona Rattlers Coaches Show, presented by Victus Health. Science you can trust, relief you can feel. Victus, the official training room sponsor of the Arizona Rattlers. Hi again, everyone. Chris Cadeau here with you alongside Rattlers quarterbacks and running backs coach, Hurtis Chin. Welcome to the show, coach. Thank you for having me on this beautiful afternoon. For everyone who doesn't know, Coach played his football at Western New Mexico University prior to spending six years with the River City Rage and the Nebraska Danger. His coaching career began in 2012 with the Danger, and Chin helped lead that team to three IFL championships in his first six seasons. With his last, he was the head coach in 2017. In 2018, Chin was a member of the IFL champion Iowa Barnstormers as the team's assistant coach and wide receivers coach, and most recently, he spent time with the Tucson Sugar Skulls as the offensive coordinator in 2019. Coach, let's dive right into it with the headlines. With the rather six home win of the season last Sunday against Tucson 55 to 28, Arizona continues its march towards home field advantage in the IFL playoffs. We know that the first round will come through the Valley and tickets went on sale Wednesday. So head on over to azrattlers.com to secure yours. The showstopper for Tucson last week was defensive back Dylan Winfrey. Winfrey had a career game and walked away with three interceptions, one of them being a pick six. He almost had another, and that was good enough for the week 16 IFL defensive player of the week. Coach, for everyone who who doesn't know what kind of player is Dylan and how good did it feel to watch his accomplishments on Sunday? Um, it actually felt great, Chris. Uh, one thing about Dylan, watching him around the building, he's one of the guys that stays late after meetings. He holds his uh, his own meetings sometimes with the players. He makes sure everybody has a pen and pad in the meetings. And he's fairly upset if you don't have one in the meetings far as being detailed uh, with your job. He's the one that makes the checks out there. So it was very, very exciting as a coach to see the work he put in during the week to be able to pay off on the weekend against a team like Tucson. So everybody in this locker room, including the coaches, was very happy for Dylan. The Rattlers have won six straight home games. And, you know, a couple games ago, he had, he had a, a very good game. And the rest of his position group came up to him and we were dabbing him up, telling him how good he did. And I just watched him calm them down and, and just go, it's not about me. It's about this team. And then fast forward into post-game press conferences, he talks about going undefeated, losing in the championship game, how that felt, and then really wanting to make sure that he never has that feeling again. Does that speak to everything that you just said? Oh, yes. That's the character of uh, Dylan. And when you get to see something like that weekly, you are genuinely happy for a player of that nature. Um, he's the one that you can look to, you know, in, in the on the back end of things when things maybe not even going so right for them you can look to Dylan to kind of get everybody in check um, even far as the D-line goes he tells the D-line consistently hey if you guys get pressure we'll make plays on this back end so he's more of a cohesive unit type of uh, person or player versus you know a me guy so people are genuinely happy for Dylan and obviously that's got to be amazing to coach to, to have a player like that because so many times you're working on other things with players and then next thing you know you know you have a guy like him and it, it has to make your job easier essentially is what I'm saying now 
it wouldn't be a coach's show if we didn't talk about quarterback Drew Powell. Two weeks ago, Powell broke the Rattlers' single-season rushing record, previously held by Dale Monroe at 28 in 2018. This past week, Powell smashed the Rattlers' single-season rushing record of 756 yards, also held by Monroe in 2018. Your position group, your player, did you know that with Powell's 59-yard one-touchdown performance last week, Drew also is now only 131 yards away from smashing his own IFL single-season rushing record set with Iowa in 2018? Uh, That's refreshing to know. (laughs) Thank you for the information. So um, when it comes to that, I look at the numbers. I didn't know what the record was. But um, now that you mention that, that's a beautiful thing, and that's something I actually hope he obtained. Um, he can work towards it. Uh, you know, it's very uh, in his reach. It's, it's something that's in his reach. It's nothing that's out of Drew's reach, but he has to do it within the offense. That's the thing what people don't understand from the outside looking in, if you may not know. He runs a lot, you know, except for design runs. When things break down far as the defense has put more people in coverage than we have receivers running, he knows when to take off, and he does a good job of doing things within the scheme of the offense and then let his ability take over secondly. So I'm proud of, you know, to see where Drew come from to now as far as his football playing career. I'm very proud of him. 30 touchdowns on the ground already this season, 815 yards from scrimmage, definitely at least an IFL MVP front runner as we stand right now. Let's take a chance to look at this weekend. The Rattlers are back on the road for the first time since that dreaded Massachusetts game back on July 16th. This game is Friday at 7.05 p.m. against the Spokane Shock. This is a team that's reeling, losing its last four games, most recently by 10 points last weekend to Frisco. What's the message heading out on the road to face a team that's well-coached and super hungry for a win? Um, the message is stay the course. And the course we know our goals here is uh, competing for a championship, which is you know said around the locker room daily. Well, we will not take this team lightly. Um, we came out to practice. It was pretty, you know, a couple of days of practice was very focused. We know this is a very talented team. You go back to the first time we played them, you know, we was going tit for tat with this team until their starting quarterback got hurt. So before that, we know what type of team this team can be. But we're going up there. We accept the challenge. We know what this game means to them as far as trying to get a home playoff game. And we know what it means to us trying to keep our home field advantage and keeping our destiny in our own hands. Now, the Rattlers, we lead the league in almost every offensive and defensive category, while the Shock, they sit middle of the pack in most. But they do sport the third best scoring offense in the league. Who are the players on the Spokane side that stand out as guys that have to be accounted for this weekend? Um, first and foremost, it would be uh, Mike Green. He plays safety for them, or Bandit, rather. And he's a guy that is all over the field. You have to account for him in the run game. The first game against us, he had an interception, a one-handed interception. He made a very athletic play. Um, his time in this spent in this league, when he played for uh, Billings, he also played for Wichita Falls. He's also... Uh, you know, went to another league and came back with the same coach, Billy Back, and he's always made plays, always been a first-team all-league guy. So we all 
always have to count for Mike Green on the field. Um, another guy is Troy Evans. He uh, plays receiver. He can play running back. He's the return guy, and he's just have dynamic dynamic ability. He actually played for me in Nebraska, and he's still kept in shape and is still able to go out there and excel and make plays. So off the top of my head, those are two guys that you actually have to account for. They also have another veteran receiver by the name of Jolly, who Jolly has been with Billy back for years also. He's a taller receiver. He plays backup quarterback if you need him. And he's a guy that goes out there and make plays on a consistent basis, always have. So you always got to know where he is on the field and what he's doing. Now, how has this team improved from when we last saw and beat them 56-35 back on June 25th? Oh, they playing harder now. So when we beat them the first time, once their quarterback went out, they fought for a little bit. But um, towards the end of the, you know, middle of the third quarter, rather, we kind of knocked the fight out of them. So watching them last week against Frisco, they went down by a lot of points early, made a lot, of, a couple turnovers, made a lot of mistake busted coverages, but they came back and fought. So that shows some resilience about this team. Their coach got them playing hard. So we know we'll have to go into Spokane and play four quarters so from then to now you know it's kind of like they hit their stride to you know started to believe and that's a team that if they get their quarterback back you know there can be a team to be reckoned with tons of hungry rattlers on this roster that are fighting to see the field on Fridays Saturdays and Sundays who stood out this week for you as a guy that has really been putting in the work and is going to see the results come Friday Jeremiah Harris. Um, he's a little guy, but he's, you know, we harped about him of getting depth in routes during practice. We harped about him, you know, where his hand placement is and his blocking. So we watched him this, you know, couple days of practice actually go and put those things to fruition. So he came out there and worked hard. He worked on getting his depths in his route. He didn't drop no balls. He just came out there with a, a nice focus this week. And with them playing the coverages we've seen them play, even the first time against on film, I just feel like, you know, he's focused and can excel against their defense this week. All right, let's transition into the final part of our episode, Coach. Here's a couple questions to help the ninth man get to know you a little better. Had great takes the last few weeks with the other coaches and really interested to hear your side. Who's your coaching mentor or life mentor in general who's had the most impact on you as a person in, in your career? It will have to be my father. So going, growing up in Miami, Florida, uh, Little League, football in general is a big thing, a very, very big thing. It's an intense thing on a weekly basis. So he was always there to support me in that endeavor. Um, I can remember the first time he took me out on the field to actually play the sport. He just told the coach, play it wherever you see fit. He'll figure it out. <laughs> so that that in itself, he's always kind of been there along the way when it came to you know decision-making. And he just always supported me in this fo football thing to, you know, get to where I'm at today. So even, you know, just the talks in general kind of put me in a, in a great space to be able to coach, to give back, to do my part, even with young men, to, you know, transition from coaching to just life in general it, it intertwines with the two. So I would say he's just been in my corner since the beginning when it comes to football. I mean, and I got to see a ton of Dade football when I was stationed in West Palm. I uh, got to travel up and down uh, that East Coast and, and check out and check out the schools that are there. And uh, it's it's no joke in that area when it comes to, to playing football. That's for sure. Very, very intense. I could think back to even high school is we had something called a Sobo where it was uh 
30, 40,000 people in the stands. And it was very, very intense. It was some of the best talent in Dade County. So it, it prepared me for the big stage early. It prepared me to have a certain calmness in the big moments early in life. And that has always stuck with me to this day. Now, IFL players that are striving to take the next step in the NFL, your experience spreading back since 2012 and then even in, in your playing careers say, or the CFL, just, just trying to be able to get out in the field, help their teams win, and then possibly move up to the next level. What's your advice to those players that are sitting in that role wanting to take that next step? Don't get too comfortable. Um, that's what I've seen over the years. You come into the IFL, you might make a play or two. Um, you might, you know, start to get distracted, distracted by things you might see um, in the city, so to speak. So you get to get comfortable where you at versus remembering before you got here the grind you put in, going out there daily, putting the work in, and staying focused and sharpening your craft. So sometimes during the course of a season, you know, you you might not sharpen your craft every day it's a daily grind it's not you know an overnight thing to get there so don't get too comfortable and stay the course stay focused on what you have to do and remember why you're here you're here for opportunity so always remember it's an opportunity be grateful of it but don't get too comfortable now, it, this may touch back into the first question a little bit, but in coaching, balance on the home front, it, it isn't always a goal that's attained, but it, it's always strive for. How important has your family element been to, to your performance on the field and then also, you know, in your personal life? Uh, it had a lot to do with it. So, I, you know, my grandmother, who did a beautiful job of raising me, she just instilled a lot of principles in me. Um, so when it came to football, I knew how to make the two connect because they have a lot in the correlation of each other in life. So it just kept me grounded. Um, the hard work, the resilience, the diligence, when everything it comes to the sport of football, I was actually almost trained, you know, coming up in life, how I was raised, you know, just being respectful, being a good teammate, the team atmosphere. So that stuff that I was, you know, principles that I was raised on really helps me in football, how I deal with people, how I treat people, because, you know, once players get the respect you as a man first it kind of make your coaching job easy because they you know have respect for the person first then the coach second so once you you know raise with a certain amount of or set principles that you can apply to football it actually makes life beautiful and you can enjoy the coaching and give back to the game all right that's going to do it for this edition thanks for joining me coach you're certainly welcome game time is this friday at 7:05 p.m in spokane and it can be viewed on the ifl youtube page but remember, first round playoff tickets are now on sale. And most importantly, the Arizona Rattlers Coaches Show has been presented by Victus Health. For Hurtis Chin, I'm Chris Cadeau, and have a great rest of your week.